Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with me on this Sunday morning. And I just want to remind you, for any past episodes that you want to listen to, you can always listen to them online. You can also share them on your social media accounts. We've got all the podcast apps, so just go to the station's website and search for Mile High Magazine. You'll find everything that we've been talking about and also some great links to those organizations. And with us today is Kelly Deal. She's the Senior Director of Science and Communication for the Morris Animal Foundation. Good morning. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Melissa. Well, thank you for being here. For folks who don't know about the Morris Animal Foundation, tell us a little bit about what it is. Yeah, um, we're actually based here in Denver, and we've been around Oh, we, since 1948, so 72 years now, we're just about ready to um, celebrate our 72nd anniversary. And we are uh, one of the largest funders of research grants to help animals um, and advance animal health. And we fund studies in cats, dogs, horses, and llamas and alpacas and wildlife. So we have a really broad portfolio. Most of our grant recipients are based at veterinary institutions around the world. We actually fund globally. Mm. And we, um, yeah, it's a a great organization as far as, uh, again, we fill a really important niche. There's not a lot of money out there for researchers to look at animal health problems. Well, what kind of problems are you funding as far as research goes? Um, A bunch of different ones. I think um, one that is uh, familiar to people, unfortunately, right now is coronavirus. There are coronaviruses in cats. Um, One in particular, it causes a fatal disease called feline infectious peritonitis. And we've been funding that, actually researching that that area for quite a while now. And, of course, it's a hot topic um, Mm -hmm. with what's going on around us. We also do quite a bit of uh, horse research. We've done some wildlife research looking especially at infectious diseases in endangered species, for example. So that's been a a very, very big area for us. We also do cat and dog research with problems that, again, are are affecting all of our, our pets and can really impact their lives. So let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus in cats, since you brought it up. Is this the coronavirus that we're dealing with right now, the COVID-19? Yes, it is. And I think people probably have learned a lot more about coronaviruses than they've known in the past. But feline infectious peritonitis virus is quite a different virus. It actually belongs to a different subfamily than the SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that is causing the current pandemic. And so, but even though they're a little different, we've been really excited because uh, some of our researchers who have been working on coronavirus and cats for a long time are actually contributing their knowledge that they learned to help fight the current pandemic for people. Oh, that is incredible. It's been a great, we've been really proud. We have a couple researchers, in fact, one recently here in Colorado, based at Colorado State University, Dr. Greg Dean. And Greg's been working on a vaccine for to address uh, the feline infectious peritonitis that I mentioned to you. But he actually was able to leverage what he learned there and just got a really big grant to look at, again, developing a vaccine for humans. 
That is incredible. That's that's great to see all that research kind of come together. Now, when we're talking about the coronavirus in cats, is this the same um, virus that the cats tested positive for, the big cats, the lions, out at the zoos on the East Coast? No, no. That was, They actually tested positive for the virus that causes COVID-19. Okay. So very, very different. Right. Very different virus. Same big giant family of viruses. Sure. But not the same. Yeah. Okay. That's what I wanted to make sure is, is was it the same thing? Was it different? You're saying it's different. Well, tell me a little bit with the Morris Animal Foundation. You have a Stop Cancer Forever campaign. What is that all about? Right. Well, typically in the spring, we have a very big campaign that's focused on raising funds around and awareness around pet cancer. And this is our seventh year already. And we decided to continue, even with, you know, everything that's going on with coronavirus, with this really, really important campaign, because pet cancer is one of the major causes of death in both dogs and cats. And some people would show statistics that say it's the major cause of disease-related death in dogs over two years of age, and it's the second most common cause of death in cats. So it's a big problem. And we know that approximately 6 million cats and 6 million dogs each year will be diagnosed with cancer. So again, a huge, huge problem that we are very, very interested in trying to find solutions for. Now, is there one type of a dog breed that maybe gets these cancers more because i feel like when i talked to you all uh maybe it was a year ago or so there was there was research being done on golden retrievers yes so uh, you bring up a couple good points i typically we see cancers actually in all breeds and size of dogs but certain cancers seem to be more common in in certain breeds and for example osteosarcoma which is the most common primary bone tumor in dogs tends to be giant breeds so good mm-hmm. rottweilers we see it in golden retrievers sometimes uh so again not typically a problem in small breed dogs but small breed dogs get other types of cancers so we know there's a breed predisposition for different cancers which is actually quite interesting and one of the things that we're we're looking at um in goldens uh and i appreciate your beating because i could talk about our golden retriever lifetime study which is at heart a cancer study it is also going to be starting its eighth year soon and it is following three thousand golden retrievers for their lifetime Mm. and um you you know you brought up a good point golden retrievers as a breed have lots of different cancers that they seem to have a higher risk for and right. approximately 60 percent of golden retrievers will die of cancer i mean that's the cause of death so that's that's high that is a and really high percentage it's it's crazy high and um because of that and we know goldens are a very popular breed they're wonderful dogs we decided to start look at it you know do a study that uses golden retrievers and it's actually a cancer risk factor study and to really get at cancer risk the best way to do it is really to follow a dog for their entire lifetime Mm -hmm. and that's what we're doing with these 3,000 dogs and what we're doing is collecting they get an exam every year they get samples taken blood feces urine nails Uh, toenails and hair and we have these samples banked and if they get cancer we actually collect additional samples including some tissue from the tumor itself and the idea is that we're banking all of this 
so that we can look back um, and see, you know, what do these drugs have in common? In the meantime, we're starting to crunch some of the numbers now. Mm-hmm. We also have a way for researchers to come to us if they've got a good idea and say, hey, can we can we get some of those samples and some of that data? And um, we're just starting to see researchers come to us. It's unfortunate. You, you, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. You don't want dogs, obviously, to pass away. But we need a certain number of dogs with cancer, right? Sure. Um, just to have adequate numbers for people to look at it and, and make some meaningful conclusions. Well, obviously, if, if the numbers are at 60 percent, I mean, unfortunately, that kind of says that you're going to have those dogs in your study. Yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. We're, our dogs average age there is about a little over seven years of age. And unfortunately, I think we're seeing in the last year, year and a half, a pretty dramatic uptick. In dogs diagnosed and passing from cancer. And uh, I I would say it would be hard to say a week doesn't go by where we have a dog diagnosed with cancer in the cohort. And it's it's really unfortunate. But all of those dogs um, are and their owners are really providing valuable information that will hopefully save other dogs lives down the road. Right. And families. I mean, I had a black Labrador that got a stomach cancer and he was gone within a year. And it was and this is several years ago, but it was heartbreaking to lose a pet to cancer. Oh, yeah, it can be really, really tough. I I can feel your I understand I had a a Labrador who died of lymphoma, which is Mm -hmm. the most common type of cancer in um, in dogs and actually in cats too. So the other thing that we're kind of hoping is, um, and and I think probably a lot of people are hearing more about this, that dogs are better models for human diseases, right, than mice or rodents. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we give them a disease, but dogs share our environment. They get a lot of the same diseases we get spontaneously. Right. So they're a really good model. And there's some um, really good evidence that dogs, you know, whatever we learn in this study can actually hopefully apply to people and other animals, we're hoping, you know, uh-huh. other dog breeds, uh, uh, other species. So we're really excited, but it, it's a heavy lift. It's a $32 million study over the life of the study, and we fundraise that. That's um, incredible. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, but we're really, really excited. It's been going for quite uh, a while now. I said we're right. entering our eighth year, but of course we were planning it, you know, a couple years even before the launch. So right. it, it is, it, it is, it, it's a big lift for us, but it is um, a really, really exciting study. It was the first of its kind. Yeah, I've n- I'd never heard of anything quite like that. Well, let's get back a little bit to the Stop Cancer Forever campaign. That kicked sure. off May 1st. It is a two-month campaign that ends on June 30th, raising awareness, raising funds for research that's leading to prevent, diagnose, treat animals with cancer. How much are you looking to raise and how can folks get involved? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, we uh, typically raise anywhere around uh, $300,000 to $400,000 with this campaign. But what's really going to help us this year is we've got a lovely match from the Petco Foundation and Blue Buffalo Company that they will provide a dollar-for-dollar match up to 100000 So that is just fantastic for us. We're really, really excited to, to um partner again with them this year. And tell me a little bit about the One Mile Stop Cancer Forever virtual walk that's going to be going on. Yeah, so um, 
we decided this year, uh, given uh, social distancing, that we're going to do a virtual walk to raise funds uh, for the for our can- cancer campaign, and that's going to occur on June 20th. And basically, it's just like any walk where you fundraise, you set up a site, and you um, a fundraiser page, and we have uh, help on our website, um, you know, and instructions on how to do that. And our participants, there's some cool prizes that we have for, for folks, um, especially if you can raise at least $100. Mm-hmm. We have a bandana and a customizable certificate and other prizes. And of course, the competition is always fun. We've got a little uh, competition going on within our office for fundraising as well for this. And we thought it might be a great way to participate in a time where people um, can't, you know, physically get together to, right. to fundraise. But still wanting to help. So the Stop Cancer yeah. Forever campaign going on right now. Uh, what is the website for folks to get involved, whether it's with the walk or making a donation, however, or maybe even just to get more information about the Morris Animal Foundation? Right. So we're at um, www.morrisanimalfoundation.org. And uh, that's our main page, and you can find all kinds of resources. So, of course, you'll find a lot of information about the Stop Cancer Forever campaign, but you can also find out about the studies we're currently funding, studies we've funded in the past, a lot of information around pet health, wildlife health, uh, all kinds of information about what we've done over the years and uh, a lo- little bit more about us as an organization. I love it. Well, Kelly Deal, the Senior Director of Science and Communication with the Morris Animal Foundation. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks so much. It was a pleasure and a lot of fun to talk with you about the campaign. Well, it was fun to hear about it. I love the work that you're doing. And once again, that website is morrisanimalfoundation.org. That is morrisanimalfoundation.org. And you can go there. There's a tab that says Way to Gives, how you can donate, loyal friends, circle of discovery, memorial and honor gifts. So there's a lot of different things to do. And if you're also interested in the Golden Retriever Lifetime Study, there's more information on there as well. So it's Morris animalfoundation.org for all of that information. And don't forget that for past episodes of other shows that you may have heard, if you want more information on those as well, also links to their websites, just go to the station's website that you're listening to right now and search for Mile High Magazine. We'll have all the old episodes up there with links to the companies and the websites and the organizations. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Don't forget, you can always listen to this again, share it as a podcast, and we'll have website information as well at the link. Go out, have a blessed day, and be kind.